0: whether we wanted it or not.
1: Welcome to Whether We Wanted It or Not, a Destiny 2 podcast where we talk about upcoming changes, future content, and our opinions on the current state of the game. Today, we are here with our three lovely co-hosts. Sharp Valor. Hey. And our second co-host, Vaz Omega.
2: What's up, guys?
1: And it is me, Jarbarius, the Lord himself. Yeah. We finally got Vaz back, guys.
2: I made it. I made it back this time. I'm a little bit distracted, though. Just right off the bat, just trying to finish up the strike to help a buddy out. But yeah. I'm here in spirit. It's so funny.
0: <laughs> we said, hey, we're going to podcast. And Vaz was like, oh, guys, I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle of a GM, sorry.
2: Uh, well, actually, it's not as complicated as a GM because if it was a GM, I probably wouldn't be able to focus on both. Oh, but yeah, it is, man. It is the um, the Corrupted Strike where you get the... Uh, I oh, mean, the malfeasance? Malfeasance, yes. So, you know, it's oh, yeah. amped up a little bit, right?
0: Ah... Uh, I remember doing that one. That one was a little challenging.
2: It is, and it's just me and um and Be busy here, so trying to help out a new clan mate to get his uh get his light level up, uh so that he can do the end game content.
0: That's very kind of you, Vaz. Always helping
2: people out. That's what it's all about, man. The Destiny community is really, uh, I mean, at least that's what I like to think, uh helpful in that way. I mean,
0: Operation Rescue the New Lights is a thing. (laughs) Yeah,
2: absolutely. I'm just punching my way through this whole strike. I have, uh, I'm working on my favorite character, the uh, Hunter. Oh. And I got the uh, one punch, one punch death setup going on here. So there's a lot of clicking uh, that is hopefully going to be edited out of this.
0: (laughs) We'll hope we'll hope I'll I'll talk to the editor see what he does yeah we can in the end he might become lazy oh, we can and leave.
1: <laughs> just leave it all in there <laughs> it, so it uh, Oz um, outside of you punching through strikes and helping out a clan mate which we all love because that's what brings a community together right by helping those who really need it because at the end of the day you know we want to make sure that those people who just got the game or who are really interested and in wanting to get it we want to help them out right show them the ropes
2: yes sir yes sir um. So, what have I been doing? Is that where where we're going with this? Yeah, man. How have you yeah. been? How have it's you been? been in it? Well, I've I've uh, I want to report that I've successfully managed to get my hands on several uh, hung juries, adept even. So, hey. <laughs> I've uh, finally uh, been able to. Uh, get past that little uh, point in my life where I didn't have one. So I've ha- I've got a couple now. It's still not the perfect role, but I've gotten a, p- a couple good roles along the way.
0: Nice. So now you just stay in the back of the map sniping everybody with the, <laughs> with the hung jury?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, it definitely comes in clutch in these uh, grandmasters, so um, I do use it quite a bit. But oh, I,
0: Then I think you're going to be happy with next season then. They're bringing back the uh, scout rifle mod for anti barrier.
2: Oh, is that is that a thing? I I actually mm-hmm. um, ill prepared for this uh, for this show prep. I, uh, I I normally am a little bit more um, you know inclined to do the twab and uh, get the whole rundown, but um, we're gonna have to kind of go through it step by step because I haven't really had a chance this week to be on top of that it's been a crazy work week so
0: speaking of which have you been vaz
2: uh life has been good life has been good uh work is uh steady and uh we have been uh making progress i had a really big deal that uh i was working on which got um finalized hey. and so now we're just uh we're just moving towards getting that stuff installed and uh I do work for a uh, a large telecommunications company. Uh, I will not uh, put out there which one it is, but uh, we are uh, working a lot of projects in uh, Latin America. So, oh, nice! Yes, sir. But busy. you've been a busy man. I have been. I have been. But uh, like I said, everything is going well, and family's doing good. Kids are doing well, and I've uh, been doing a lot of. End game activities so um, I got uh, I did get my conqueror title gilded this uh, this season it's I extreme.
0: saw that I saw you rocking the orange title
2: yes sir so that's the thing I hadn't really um, done that till uh, well I I got my title last season okay. and then the um, the gilded this is the first time gilding it so Hey, well congrats man. Yeah, it's it, this <laughs> this season the strikes were quite challenging uh for the grandmaster so I try,
0: I tried doing that the current one yesterday and we we made it to the boss room and just wiped and there was 20 minutes down the drain. So I I agree with you there.
2: Yeah. Well, it, go ahead, go ahead.
1: I was I was going to say like there I don't know like me I think it was me and someone else from the clan i think it was um cooler i think mm-hmm. cooler grand. the guy with the mud kip yeah and me and him went through it with another one of his buddies and i i haven't ran ran that rate or not rate um that's that grandmaster in a minute so one of the things i was looking at was a video and i was like there has because honestly i it's either the corrupted or mm-hmm. Exodus Strike that are probably the two, well, not probably. They are the two hardest Grandmasters because there's so many enemies, and the boss room is the likely the most where people are going to die. Mm-hmm, or yeah. it, especially in Exodus Crash, the the level before, or like the room before it, which you have to like get those arc shanks out of the the little plate where you have to stand on it. And we're watching a lot of cheese videos just for that. One grandmaster, yeah. and once we like executed all that, it it was it was smooth sailing.
2: We I made mean, oh, it yes. so easy. That <laughs> that grandmaster really is. Uh, I mean, I'm sure that there's highly qualified um, <laughs> Destiny players that don't have to cheese it, but just straight up, uh, there I don't see you know that one happening without having some level of cheesing going on. Um, because that one is very, very difficult, especially with the art floor, like, you know, kind exactly. of movement if it wasn't for that. You'd, you'd be all right. But uh, yeah, it gets crazy. Well, I ain't going to help you there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: well,
1: how about you, Jar? How's, how are you, man? I've been pretty good. Um, I'm, I've still been homebound to the fact that I had COVID this last of this few weeks. That's right. I hope you're feeling better. I am. Uh, my recovery has been pretty well. So, I mean, I wish I could say more of what's going on, but like I said, I've just really just been at home, just working on more figurines for my Warhammer and um, just doing a lot of endgame stuff, just like Vaz, um, doing Grandmasters, helping some people with raids, just that kind of stuff. Well, that's definitely the
0: double-edged sword with uh, the the current COVID stuff going on. It feels like just a common cold, but it ends up being like a mini vacation from work because they don't want you. (laughs)
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and luckily, man, it was the it was the weaker version, like the Omicron, I think, which is just like what mild mild fever and yeah congestion. Like that's what I had. And it it was horrible.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's um luckily it's not a lot of people are uh, experiencing, you know, the need to be hospitalized. So that's that's a plus, right? I think that's like, that the lines. Problems yeah I think it's more along the lines of what you know we're gonna kind of have to live with this thing going forward mm-hmm. so um you know just need to kind of uh feel it out you know and um be safe you know, try to mask up wherever possible and you know just uh keep your distance from people that you know are sick <laughs> so yeah.
0: and uh right. this was actually my first week back to work um since I was, I had it last last week. So this was my first week back. And man, everyone, it seems like everyone's getting it because we had yep. so many call outs this week from mm-hmm. people who were getting the booster. They weren't feeling well. And so the load at work has been crazy. I work at Aldi, uh, basically a mini grocery store. Mm-hmm. Um, and so well. there's a high demand for work. Uh, and unfortunately, not enough people to do all the work that we've been getting because of all the call outs. But uh, I, I wanted to shoot myself yesterday because I did something that I'm not proud of. Um, Vaz, hey Jara, this never happens to me. Podcast. Never happens to me. Um, the one time that I don't double check and look at the $100 bill I got a fake yesterday. Oh. And not just any fake. It has printed on the very front of it, motion picture money. This is not real. (laughs) And I didn't double check it. I didn't use the marker. We were busy. I was kind of just rushing it. I put that joint in my drawer. Then when I go to count my till at the end of the day, there it is. I was like why isn't the machine accepting it and then my uh, co-workers like dude that's that's a fake $100 bill Ooh, and like they got you huh mm-hmm, my my heart sank because it's the first time it's ever happened to me because it's the and first that, time I never checked
1: and that can wow. be like instant job like instant job failure man like you'll lose your job that quick
0: Ah, well, can, well, I mean, and in some places, yeah. For the most part, luckily, our DM is—he's uh, pretty chill. I'm—I know I'm gonna get the talking to because it's not something that should have happened, and it was definitely a hundred percent my fault. Um, and I recognize that, but yeah, it's the first time this has ever happened. And um, as blatant as the uh, fake money sign was on the dollar on the hundred dollar bill, I, I'm completely missed it. <laughs>
2: Well, these super notes, man—they're—they're they're getting to the point where, like, I mean, the laser printers and all that crazy stuff is—is uh, is really making it hard to detect, right? So, yeah, it's—it's um, it's nutty. <laughs> it happens. I actually have a buddy of mine that does work at the uh, Federal Reserve Bank. Oh. So I've actually seen like crate loads. Like, I don't know if you saw that movie. Um, with uh well to name your movie but there's there's uh one movie that's like Queen Latifah and a bunch of people that work at the Federal Reserve and they're they're like gonna hold the place up and they go through like a whole mission. It's literally like that like crates and crates of money that you see just being moved back and forth. It's nuts. Oh but man. Cool stuff. Yeah I feel I've, like I've there had was two sh- tours now. I, think I feel the like there most- was a
1: show or a similar movie with that kind of concept. But they weren't stealing the money; they were stealing the. They were, they use like little silver plate that's made out of silver, mm-hmm. and they steal it. So when they put it on their machine, it'll copy it.
0: Like right. I don't know if that was a show oh, or a movie. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, it was all about stealing like a one of the machines so that they could print the money.
1: Yeah, like no, we're not gonna steal the money. We're gonna steal the plate so it can copy the money mm-hmm. on our machine and make it look legit without having to. Like rob a whole entire place up.
0: Like- yeah, know The most money was- I've ever seen in person is probably like
2: five thousand dollars. Oh yeah. yeah, this is this was this was definitely a lot more than that. <laughs> <laughs> and I've actually had the tour twice now because I went uh, at one point. My office had an uh, an office in that same Federal Reserve Bank building. Oh, and so um, I had uh, gone there for the day, and I ran into my buddy again. Uh, who works there, and he's like, hey, do you want your friends to go on the tour? I was like, absolutely. Did they you give know, you, you have-
0: any souvenirs? Kind of like, you know, <laughs> free, a free sample of money?
2: <laughs> I wish I would have had a, a souvenir, That'd man. That would have
0: been nice. But, Here's the $500. Yeah. Thanks for taking the tour.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, but uh, it's definitely an experience, man. It's, see all that kind of crazy amounts of money just being processed. I bet, but, uh, so it's a cool tour. What I
0: want back are, are coins, man. Working at the grocery store, we, we don't have any nickels or dimes. Really? Yeah. And our specific bank refuses to send them to us, even though some other stores are getting them. So it, it's amusing. Same. Watching my district manager, he's like, let me know if you guys need coins. I'll steal them from the other stores. <laughs> <We're like that. laughs> so it becomes a whole
2: operation. Just kidding. That didn't happen on the air. (laughs) We didn't just read out Sharp's manager. (laughs) I I
1: won't tell you guys his name. So guys, uh moving forward, um, so what did you guys think about the TWAB? Well, I mean we might we
0: might as well read a little bit of it, right? Because this this week we have to catch Vaz, up to you page. gotta
2: give me a little bit of a Reader's Digest version so I can talk uh, effectively to to the twab.
0: First things first, Vaz. Uh, this is Hippie, uh hippy's first twab. She's one of the new um, community. Oh,
2: people. I remember hearing about her. She's mm-hmm. one of the new community people, right? Yep. So, so this that's was, cool.
0: This was their first, uh, the first her twab. intro
2: twab. Mm-hmm. Her and she's, there's a new cat pictures in
0: here too. So, a few cat pictures. Yep, if you if you find them, they're they're pretty cute.
2: Okay, well, I'm not a cat person per se. <laughs> you know, no offense to to those people that do love cats. You know, oh, I, I hear you I've had a, had a cat person. in my life uh, once, once, <laughs> but uh, no, I I have two dogs. I'm not a cat person. I'm actually allergic to cats, oh. so that's really the main reason why I'm not a cat person.
0: Well, but she I- starts off the TWAB talking about uh, the new... They just dropped another uh, Throne World, you know, Witch Queen trailer, where it kind of shows and showcases the the, the world, Savathun's Throne World. Looks pretty cool. Um, did, you, did you get a chance to see that one, Vaz, or not? Nah?
2: I have not. I'm telling you, I am coming into this with virgin eyes, so I could probably watch it, so that I would know what we're talking about. But um, I will defer that to the um, to the after show, maybe. Yeah, it's, it's definitely
0: show. worth a, a peek. Uh,
1: did you watch it at all, Jar? Uh, yeah. What did you think of it? Honestly, it looks really cool. On and most of, like even the picture they show, like on the website, I don't know why, but. A little bit of it does kind of remind me of the um, what's it is what it is um what is it what it is what it is <laughs> what it is what it is um it looks like the Scarlet Keep but they just changed the color to white in yeah. the in the picture but obviously like it we're just talking about the thro- the inside of the ship because I know there's gonna be her ship that's in the air mm-hmm. and then the rest of it is gonna be like the swampland area and then with the pyramid there as well. And honestly, like from the trailer, it looks really fun, man. It's I'm just excited for all the stuff that we're gonna be able to explore, and look like for like the next West Whis- Whisper of the Worm type quest and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Like that's that's what's gonna be the make or break. Like it, like yes, it's gonna be the layout of the area, but it's really more the secrets of that area and what it's gonna give to us as players. Like, is it gonna give us new exotic quests? Most like, likely. like I said, I mean, whisper, like I said, like Whisper of the Worm, where with the portal, and it's like, whoa, where did this come from? Or when the Gambit Prime season came out, and they gave us the Outbreak Prime Quest, the Zero Day, that one was a fun quest. So, for this season, I'm hope, or for the next season that's upcoming, which is Witch Queen, I'm hoping they do something just like that because I feel like something like that would be really nice. Because I know in Taken King, we got the the Black Spindle. In mm-hmm. Taken King, which was the whisp- which was now the Whisper of the Worm, and I mean, hopefully they do that kind of similar thing where maybe they'll bring back a gun that was maybe broken back then, but then they're like, "Oh well, you know what? We made it into an exotic." I definitely or, you know think
0: what? they'll do that. They'll they'll probably bring back some some other Destiny One weapons. They've they've had a habit of doing that with uh the other expansions as well. But yeah, this this video was definitely, I would say. It's cool, but it wasn't like ah, you know, like the first uh, Witch Queen trailer that dropped was the one where we saw a lot of stuff going on, and now I it like just feels Lord. yeah. Now it just feels like a lot of the same. They're just showing us like what the landscape looks like and what a few of the venues are going to be for the next expansion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're kind of just riding that hype wave. Uh, they didn't really give us anything new. Per se, besides the locations, Uh, Mm -hmm. I will say it does kind of look cool. So, I live in Maryland and in a place that's very close to uh, where the Redskins, uh, well, the Washington football team plays. And (laughs) there's like this one scene where you see the Coliseum in the back. And I'm not going to lie, that looks dope. Savathun's Coliseum makes me wonder if she has her own football team. (laughs) <laughs>
1: wouldn't be surprised if she did. Well, yeah, the Hive Guardians, man. That's, that team of Guardians. Yeah, that's, her,
2: that's her A-team right there. So Hive I, Guardians rule. <laughs> since you guys hyped it up so much, I actually did sneak a peek and was able to kind of quickly watch the trailer. It didn't last very long, I can no, say it, that. it was very quick. But, um, yeah, it, it looks pretty cool. I think... Um, they're showing us more of those, the guardian, whatever. What do you call them? The um, the hive guardian. guardians, right? And the ghosts and stuff. So uh, that's going to be an interesting dynamic. Having to kill the ghost in order to uh, to really kill that um, mm-hmm. that uh, ad, right? Or that that boss? Or I, I would imagine that they're bosses as opposed to like mini to, bosses. Yeah, yeah, like mini bosses, right? So. But uh, yeah, man, I'm 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 hyped up. You know, Destiny. I I think I said it last podcast is they're they're really good about that riding that hype train, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so they're no. just keeping everyone With- in enthralled. In, in, in With the good,
0: <laughs> they always have to insert some bad. So mm-hmm. um, the next part of the twab is uh, artifact mods update. Insert orbs meme here. So Artifact mods have been a huge talking point in our community and with the next season we're making a few changes that will bring back some popular anti-champion mods while also making some tweaks to the way Masterwork Armor works. Here's a rundown from the team on what players can look forward to in Season 16. So the team says, One of the consistent pieces of feedback that we have been wanting to act on for a while involves the unlocking of Artifact mods starting in Season 16 players will no longer be limited to the number of artifact mods they can unlock. This means that players could feasibly unlock all 25 artifact mods by the end of the season. While we have made some small adjustments to the amount of XP required to unlock artifact mods 1 through 12, in general, the pace of unlocking these first 12 artifact mods should be close to what we've seen in prior seasons. For each unlock after the 12th, increased XP will be required for the next artifact mod unlock. So the choice of which order to unlock mods still requires some decision making, and if you change your mind, you can still reset your artifact and make your picks again. So the way that I understand this is uh, by the end of the season, you could unlock all 25 artifact mods if you just keep playing the game and uh, ranking up your XP. Right. Uh, but before, right, and then that, bounties. but before that, <laughs> then, you're, you're also allowed to reset the artifact mod uh, or reset the artifact to pick which mods you want. So if you've only got, let's say, 16 unlocked and you've picked the 16 you want, but you want to switch a few around, you'll be able to reset it again. Uh, now, they didn't really... Uh, let's see. They didn't really mention about the cost of resetting, but... What do you think? Good
1: change, bad change? I love um, it. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good change. Um, It gives people more choices to do whatever they want. I mean, there always has been that choice. I mean, you could always reset, but the fact that now the you can just though keep leveling uh, up. After like yeah,
0: few like resets, it, it starts getting...
2: Yeah, it starts expensive. adding up. You got to make a few trips to go see the spider, mm-hmm. which from uh, <laughs> what I understand, the spider won't be around any longer. So, I think they're going to move that over to um, Rahul. To Rahul, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, He's going
1: to be the new spider. So, no one will really hate him as much anymore.
0: (laughs) So, moving on, when it comes to artifact mods themselves, they're giving us a sneak peek on what they're going to be bringing next season. So, they're bringing back a few perennial favorite anti champion mods. So, for anti barrier, we're getting scout rifles and bows. There you uh, go, man. For Overload Champion, we're getting auto rifles and SMGs. And they've said that they've been working to make them more reliable than they have mm-hmm. been in the past. So, fingers crossed. They're That's also highlighting the new Glaive weapon. Uh, and it's going to be good on Unstoppable Champions. <laughs> nice. So, that'll be interesting since the Glaive is basically a first-person melee weapon. Mm-hmm. so using that on unstoppables how do you think that yeah they're
2: gonna have to give you an optional uh an optional right i mean it's it's never usually just one and usually when you get to the higher tiers you can use something that's a little bit more powerful but what i was
0: thinking was this will probably bring up a new strategy where you uh smoke bomb yourself so you're invisible and then you just walk up to the thing and you stun it
2: yeah. Well, with
1: the glaive weapons, can't you actually like doesn't it actually have an ability to like shoot a projectile? It,
0: it does, does, but we don't know enough to know how uh-huh. that works. Cool. Like we don't know what well, the range would be on that.
1: I mean, for them to solely ju- or well, I mean, it says here including an option to make it um a glaive. So when I see that, I feel like maybe there's there is gonna be like another weapon. Yeah, I would maybe. imagine like
2: pulse or, or, or something. Yeah, just like they have right now, right? You can you can spec out something in the early slots that you'll be able to use, and then probably maybe that'll be one of the higher impact ones that you can that you can spend more points on. Yeah. It'll cost more points to socket, right? But um, all in all, I think uh, I think variety is, is clutch, right? And, and this new Glaive weapon, I, I can't wait to get my hands on it. Gonna exactly.
1: Awesome. like It's going to be like Forsaken all over again with the bows, because I know everyone was excited with that, too, because it was like, what? Now we could all be Hanzos. I mean, just
2: think <laughs> of Destiny 1 when they brought out swords, man. That was like epic. Oh, yeah. Round. Hell yeah. You know, with the Dark Drinker.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: yeah. Um, with new weapons coming out like the Glaive, we are going to be in need of vault space like never before. <laughs> and so this next section addresses part of that. So to take a little bit of pressure off of your vault space, they're also making some adjustments to the way masterwork armors work. Uh, I'm happy for this change. Starting with the launch of the Witch Queen, you can change the energy type of fully masterworked armor at a much reduced cost. So legendary masterworked armor can be changed to another energy type for ten thousand glimmer and one upgrade module. And exotic armor will be twenty thousand glimmer and one upgrade module. So no more gone are the days of having to spend three ascendant shards <laughs> on your there exotic. There we go, man. There we go. Just to change the energy type. So now the cost for changing a piece of armor's energy type um, before it is fully masterworked. Remains unchanged, but the second that it is masterworked, you're not going to be spending golf balls left and right. Um,
2: That's awesome. So wait, this is this is for legendary and exotic. Mm-hmm. So they're making it so that changing
0: the energy type will be more expensive for the exotic, So it'll cost twenty thousand glimmer and one upgrade module, whereas mm-hmm. legendaries ten thousand glimmer and one upgrade module. Um, I'm pretty sure That's that, cool. that masterworking awesome. it will be the same cost. So one ascendant shard for the Legendary, and three for the Exotic. But now right. you don't have to keep spending that much just to t- change the just energy. Just switch life. it.
2: Yeah, I gotta be honest with you. I, uh, I, I think long and hard before I masterwork an exotic piece of armor, but uh, last season's Grandmaster run was uh, a lot, <laughs> very helpful in helping me masterwork a lot of my exotics with um, what is it, the, the one on uh, EDZ? What is it? The uh, oh, um, I know which one you're talking about. The the taken, the taken one on the well, which right now I can't can't for the life of me remember the name. But um, the Phoenix Protocol. No, 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 no. We're talking about the strike itself, the one that uh, happens there in the EDZ with the Lake of Shadows. Lake of Shadows. Thank you, Sharp. You're welcome. Live update it is Lake
0: of Shadows. It is located yes. on the EDC. <laughs> thank
2: you. Thank you. Yeah, Lake of Shadows last season was super farmable, right? Like even not even last season. I want to say the last one this season mm-hmm. was a lot easier than the one that they just revamped, right? They made it a little bit harder. It's still farmable, but I had Ascendant Shards coming out the wazoo <laughs> on the last season. <laughs> exactly.
1: One. You know, like this is the first time I could actually say I've like maxed out on ascendant shards. So, like, I actually have 10 in my inventory, which I'm actually proud of to say that I have that many now.
0: Well, yeah, with this next section, you better start like saving them up because with the changes that they're making to masterwork gear, I have a feeling that they're also, they have like ulterior motives on what to do with those ascendant shards. Um, but I'm just happy that with this change, it makes it so that now, if you wanted to change, uh, what is it? Your chest piece is the one that has mm-hmm. the uh resistance mods, right?
2: Yep, absolutely. Because That's when it comes great to point.
0: GMs, like sometimes you want to have that void solar or arc oh, yeah, resistance. And well, you know, spending three golf balls to do it, some people, yeah, I mean, if they run GMs all the time, I don't do it as often, so I'm very hesitant to mm-hmm. make changes like that because. You'd be doing that on a week-to-week basis. Now yeah, no. now we're going to have more golf balls than ever before.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, you know how I am about uh, collecting armor and stuff. So mm-hmm. I always have several different sets with several different element types just for that purpose so that I don't have to respec. But sometimes you're in a clutch situation where you need those extra points that a piece of armor that you have is is already like one element and you got to switch it. And uh, even just for the type of mods, what I would love to see is that they would just make it so that you don't have to have a particular element in order to equip some of the mods, right? right. And just make them universal. That, I think, would be awesome. But, I mean, it's a way to, to, to gate, I guess, uh, people into making a choice on, on a particular armor. Uh, I don't know. I guess uh, this th- we'll have to see how this dynamic plays out. But I, I like what I'm hearing. Oh, yeah. And, oh,
0: well, I think you've liked everything up until this point. Okay, here's the... Um, here's the negative. The point of contention, yeah. This is the one that has Twitter on fire and a whole bunch of people are upset about. There's a whole bunch of memes coming out too. Controversy as well. Mm-hmm. So, closing out, we're also making a change to the way Guardians create orbs of power with weapons. Elements of the new weapon crafting system will encourage you to use many different weapons and ask you to burn hard-earned masterwork materials on a weapon that you may only be using for a few hours, just to generate orbs. That seemed like a tall order. This combined with our desire to act on consistent feedback that players want to be able to generate orbs of power with exotic weapons that do not yet have catalysts, led us to the implementation will be using in the Witch Queen and beyond. Orb generation on weapon multi-kills will no longer be a function of a weapon's masterwork status, but will instead be provided by a suite of armor mods, which are unlocked automatically for all players and which plug into the helmet armor mod socket. Each such mod will apply the orb generation effect to all weapons you have equipped of a particular damage type. So a single mod will cover multiple weapons in your arsenal if they share a damage type. This also applies to a weapon that changes damage types, like hard light or a kinetic weapon with osmosis. We will continue to create exciting exotic catalysts over the next few seasons, but in the meantime, you will be able to generate orbs with Cloudstrike, Thorn, Thunderlord, Haraba, and any other weapon in the game. Basically, they are making it so that our masterwork weapons no longer create orbs of power. That is no longer a function that masterworked weapons will have in the next season. Instead, hmm. they're giving us a mod that goes into our helmet, and it only works for a specific damage type. And that's where the problem begins. Mm-hmm. That is where the problem because- like just hearing that off the
1: rip, how do you guys feel about that change? I'm pretty mixed about it because for one um for most of our builds that obviously have the high fire energy and then to, for the fact that now we have to not only have those mods but on top of that have what's it called the um, the orb find the orb finding mods now cuz right we have our MO finders on our helmets So now we're gonna Mm -hmm. have orb finders (laughs) for our helmets now. So now we have to add it to that whole build and it it's gonna make things a little different. And it can be either a good thing for some players who are usually accustomed to maybe not really using those builds. And for most people like me, where it is a big problem, I feel like, you know, it's gonna be a big deal because especially for like GM's where you know you start to lose ammo. That's where it starts to become a problem because it's like, you know, you need these other mods to generate orbs to deal more DPS. Mm -hmm. And you also need ammo finders so you can find ammo because, you know, it's going to be kind of hard because most people run double ammo finder
2: and now they're not going to have that double ammo finder. (laughs) So incidentally, double ammo finder, didn't they like do away with double ammo finder? Like I know people still do it and supposedly like well yeah it's uh, they, diminishing they returns it, right yeah but so i'm refer- i think he's referring to
0: well this season we were lucky because we had fusion uh right. fusion rifles and um linear fusions but i'm i'm thinking about the fact that ammo finder typically you put it on for your heavy and for your uh secondary weapon and right. most of the time they're not the same So let's say Mm -hmm. you'll you'll have a rocket launcher and then you might have a fusion rifle. Right. Um, Obviously, it could be something else, but that's two different ammo finders.
2: Well, that's maybe where Artifice Armor is coming in, right? To fill that that spot. So the Artifice Armor is... is It only works for seasonal mods.
0: So hopefully they give us some decent seasonal ammo finder mods, because otherwise... (laughs) that yeah. that's one potentially one less mod socket that you're going to be able to use and this is not even talking about how much the ammo finder is going to co- uh the orb maker is going to cost because yeah. i hope i hope it doesn't it's not an expensive mod because the helmet is such prime real estate
2: <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess, I, I mean, we're going to have to play this out, but I'm sure that Bungie's listening to that player feedback, right? And if the community is on fire, like, like you guys are saying it is, I haven't really seen the, the, the hype on this one. But um, I guess, yeah, I, it, it's... So I just don't understand why they couldn't just leave those weapons that are already mastered <laughs> with the inherent mm-hmm. ability, you know? That's what And then just saying. make it for those that, that don't have... Masterwork that, yeah, that you can then slot in that that mod, right? Um, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, why couldn't they just leave the we- masterwork weapons as is? Because you've already invested time and materials, and uh, mm-hmm. and for the exotics, gone through that exotic catalysts one, mission.
0: <laughs> one of one of my friends from the Guardian Downcast, Hazel, he he kind of made a good observation, which was. That this change negatively affects veteran players, but positively affects newer players. So newer players haven't invested the amount of time that we have into getting masterwork materials. So they're not going to have orb orb generating weapons like we do. Um, When I started playing Beyond Light, I was the exact same way. I started off, I had like one masterworked weapon... Uh, Now I have like a vault full, but that's because I've been playing for a year. If you're Mm -hmm. just jumping into the game, chances are you don't have any masterworked weapons, so you're not going to be running a charge with light build um, in the get-go. So this Mm -hmm. is great for new light players since they'll have a mod that they can immediately start generating orbs Mm -hmm. to get their super faster or their charge with light builds. But for those of us who've been playing the game for a very long time have invested all those materials, it's like they're taking something away from us. And yeah. I think that's where it becomes like that fine line of why.
2: Why? Yeah, don't punish your your hardcore player base because you want to make the game more accessible. I mean, I'm all for making the game accessible to those new lights, but at the same token, don't punish your existing player base that's taking the materials and the time to masterwork all those exotics. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I think that, I mean, it's a strong argument and if the community probably voices their opinion loudly enough, um, maybe we'll see some kind of change in that before it actually rolls into into production or maybe we'll see some kind of a hot fix somewhere along the way. But yeah, um, I
0: wouldn't be surprised if they change it down the road kind of like they did with Sunsetting. Because mm-hmm. they had already made the decision about sunsetting, and then when they implemented it, there was so much backlash that they finally rescinded their decision. And so, yeah, they listened to the community, but I have a feeling that we'll have to live with it for a while, and then yeah. see where it goes from there. But yeah. I mean, it's just like R. I. P. Charged with light builds, because now you're not going to have as many options to create orbs like before
2: well i mean i don't know i i guess we have to see how it plays out because there's still a number of ways that you can get charged with light even without um without just uh picking up the um the charge with light mods remember there's right. those weapon mods that charge like charge with light right um they're they're not weapon mods but they're armor mods that you can equip for like a pulse rifles, right. like quick charge or whatever those those ones are that um, as you're using them, they will give you a little bit. And then there's the ones that... And
0: those are definitely you. more expensive than, than the orb one. Because yeah. picking up the orb only costs three, whereas all the other ones that require weapons typically are like around the four or five range.
2: Right. Well, shield break charge is only one, so hopefully that one will stay uh, available. So... We still have that one, right? And then there's the 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 powerful friends and those that uh, when you pop your super, they charge up your your player. So hopefully there'll be more synergy. Um, build crafting has been like a, a big thing that I've been doing a lot of. Um, I've been watching a lot of streamers that uh, that kind of uh, put out videos on on different um, builds and stuff, and uh, been <laughs> using a lot of those and then modifying them a little bit. Um, Which uh, I don't know if we have a segment to talk about uh, the tools, but you know, like I gotta throw my little plug in there for Destiny Item Manager, right? (laughs) (laughs) Like if I if I could get just a little bit of of everyone that I've referred to (laughs) for Destiny Item Manager, I really highly recommend that if you haven't messed with it, that you really start checking it out because most recently they actually uh, made it so you can now slot mods. With Destiny Item Manager. Oh right, I don't know. so
0: you can yeah. yeah. I remember you can save like your entire loadout, and now Correct. with one click of a button, let's say you're going into a PvP activity, but you have all PVE mods. You can mm-hmm. keep all the same armor on, but now you have the ability to just with one click of a saved loadout change all the mods too, which is Absolutely. like in our in our heads, it's like you know mind mind <laughs> mind blown. Mind blown. But yeah, no, um, I use it as well. I I recommend Destiny Item Manager as well. And if you only have mobile, uh, one that I do recommend for the phone is Little Light. I don't know if you've heard of Little Light. But Little Light is like the Destiny companion app. It's basically a pocket Destiny Item Manager because you can kind of do all the same stuff that uh, Dim does. Um, But if you don't have your computer nearby, Little Light also serves the same thing. I know that one of the things I hated about the Destiny app is that when your inventory is full and you wanted to equip a certain weapon, you would have to go to your primary, move one to the vault, then go back to the vault or a different character to move the item on there. With uh, Little Light, just like Destiny Item Manager, if you just say, send this one to this character it'll automatically move one weapon yeah. out of the way so to make space. So
2: Yeah, yeah, it shuffles things out. And, um, you know, the, the I mean, so I'm sure that I haven't used that app, uh, but uh, the cool thing that I like about Destiny Adam Manager, and I'm not trying to make this whole podcast about <laughs> Destiny Adam Manager. I'm going to get off that <laughs> in a second. But you can actually use it just from the, the website, right? And then you can install that link on your mobile device. Oh, so you can still use right. it on your mobile device, um, even if you don't have the app, but the app installs right from the website. So I uh, I tend to use that one like for everything. I did have a lot of uh, the Ishtar, what is it, Ishtar Commander, whatever it is. Ishtar Collective, uh, I think. Yeah, I had that at one point, and I had a bunch of different uh, apps that, uh, that I was using, but uh, ever since I started investing into the... Uh, Destiny Adam Manager uh, uh app. I I I've seen some very good returns and it's it just I th- I think there's some kind of um you know in like synergy there with Bungie uh now and, and them because uh they advertise it on the actual vault, right? Yeah so I guess um, you know that's that's the way that Bungie's kind of said, hey, you know, let's outsource this to the people that are already investing time on this. So that's cool. I like that about the the Bungie community.
0: Well, closing well closing off like the important stuff within the TWAB. The thirtieth anniversary content. Everyone's been asking the question: Will they or won't they? To answer your question, the stuff is staying throughout. 2022. So it's going to be still accessible throughout the Witch Queen. They don't exactly say when it's going away, but they have confirmed that it is staying. So we will have it next season.
1: And you know, that was one of the things I was most worried about was because of that. Because it's not much the dungeon, because I know that it's going to stay because of the fact that it's a paid content, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, you wouldn't want to pay for something just like a month, and just wait till February, just so they can they can take it away, right. <laughs> just so they can take it away. I mean, I w- like I would understand if they took the free one because I mean it, it's like an event, you know, just like the the Halloween or the mm-hmm. Christmas event. That's what that, yeah, the mm-hmm. baking cookie one, yeah, the dawning. There you yeah, go, that mm-hmm. was the name. yeah. I was mm-hmm. trying to think of the name. So, I grinded the hell out of that event for the, um, the forerunner and the catalyst and obviously if, if for some of the people here who are probably listening i know they probably go to youtube and search up how long those grinds take because obviously there's people who have lives outside of gaming and don't have time for like five to ten hour play sessions like every single day mm-hmm. and when you see those videos it could take up to like sixteen hours or twelve hours if you're only playing consecutively. And for a lot of people that is way too much of a turnoff and because of how, how much of a grind that is. Yeah. And some people don't think it's really worth it. But for people like me who who just really wanna get that stuff so I can have it at the end of the day, if it were to go away, which I thought it was, but you know, after seeing the the week at Bungie and saying how it's actually gonna stay throughout which some somewhat throughout Witch Queen. I kind of feel dumb because it's like, man, I really wasted like, I really spent all my time on that. Yeah, <laughs> they hit Star you hard day. with that fear of missing
0: out then. Yeah, you exactly. Got that yeah. You got that FOMO
1: bad. <laughs> yeah, so I wanted to get it right. So I, I grinded the hell out of it. And I mean now I have all that stuff and I don't really it, it really tires you out too because that grind it, it does tire you out. Well, it's and also playing the same activity
0: over
2: and over and over and exactly. over. Exactly. See, I, I do that. I'm I never one to like jump into an event and like grind, or even like a season, right? When the season comes up, I, I mean, you guys know I play with a, a lot of guys that, that just grind through the material just so that they can have everything as quickly as they can. And that's all good and all. But I want to be able to have stuff to do towards the end of the season. You know what I mean? Of course. And uh, and so I got to be honest with you. I got the forerunner. And the moment that I got it, I don't even think I fired one bullet out of it. <laughs> I uh-huh. got it. I threw it in my vault. And that's where it's been ever since. I haven't bothered to keep going. Um, I mean, I've done some of the dares after that. But uh, I figure as I just progressively go through it every now and then, that I'll eventually get to that next uh, next stage that I need to get the, the catalyst. So basically but, uh, just
0: a box checked
2: off for you. Yeah, I mean, look, I got, I, I finally got the Vex, right? And that that was one that I was more uh, after. And actually Jarbar was was part of that raid team, as a matter of fact. And I believe you were too, Sharp. Yeah. So uh, it was a joyous occasion <laughs> when I finally got it. And it, I, I, I don't. I don't think it. I had even done twenty runs of Vault of Glass in order to get it. I'd have to check the raid report. But uh, where I'm sitting right now is probably right under twenty uh, for me to get the the Vex. And um, that's another one. Like I got it. I haven't gotten the catalyst yet on that one. Um, you haven't really but- used it. I've used it some. I'd I'd be lying if I said I didn't use it. I used it right off right as uh, after I got it. <laughs> it's a raid but, weapon,
1: man. It's one of the yeah. hardest things to get. So I, I mean, the moment you get one of those weapons, I mean, you take you that to test it out. You take you it to take that it EDZ out. and take it to the dread.
2: Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, now we you know. got. You got
0: it for a test exotics spin. are just boxes that Vaz uses to check off.
2: Yeah, no, I mean there's a couple exotics that I haven't really seen too much playtime on my character. I just kind of, and I've even masterworked them, uh, just to masterwork them, and then once I do so, I usually just tear them down and and keep them in my vault to let, you know, they become relevant. Nice. But, um, yeah, I'm I'm more of a collector. I I still am uh, needing to get a, um, what is it? The uh, the one from Garden of Salvation. Divinity. 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 Yeah, I know both of you guys got one in the last couple seasons here. So yeah,
0: I was just fortunate. I just happened to be called upon at the right time. There was a there yeah. was a group doing it, and they were like, "Hey, we know you need it. You want to join?" And I said, "Sure." And that was kind of how that went down. It, it wasn't yeah.
1: like I set out to do it. Same for me. True. Like I just carried that quest until I saw like an LFG that said. Uh look uh, look anyone need that divinity uh, come join us. And basically I was like, hell yeah, man, because I mean I, I had that quest for like when it first came out. <laughs> and when I finally got that group to run it with me, man, it felt great because at the time I know it was still one K as well, but Divinity was also a big play in some parts in raids.
0: Well, especially with Deepstone Crypt, just because exactly. it became it became a very big part of the strategy. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's that's the twab, uh, for the most part. I mean, there's some other stuff. There's some new Prime Gaming rewards. There's stuff that uh, hey issues that they uh, resolved.
2: Am I still okay? Yeah, because I was looking at the old <laughs> the old browser page. I'm sorry to interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> I freaked out there for a moment because I'm looking at the page and it says that I had left the podcast. No, so. no worries. Clearly, I'm still here.
0: <laughs> and. <laughs> Yeah, so that's our that's our TWAB. I mean, there are some videos of the week. There's some pictures that the community has drawn. There's a really cute one of Zer and Star Horse. And uh, yeah, it's a nice little comic page. But uh, that's, that's the TWAB for this week. Now, before we close out, um, we still got <laughs> some time that I wanted to talk about this because we're getting close to Witch Queen. So I wanted to take a moment to reminisce of the the past year, and we were learning about new changes that are happening for Witch Queen, like them changing Masterworks gear, making orbs, to now being a mod. I wanted to get your guys' opinion. What are some changes that they've made throughout all of Beyond Light, so the past four seasons, um, that you liked and you disliked? And it could be anything from the changes to abilities, weapons, subclasses, like all the things that have changed because there were a lot of meta shifts and what loadouts people were running thanks to mm-hmm. those changes. So I wanted to get you guys' opinion, what you liked and what you didn't what you didn't like.
1: Whoever wants to all go right. first. Um Go ahead, Char. You do your well, thing. One of the things I liked was the seasons that were in the game in this Beyond Light because one of the things that past seasons didn't really have was kind of like a story like yes there was but it was more like the side stories on mm-hmm. character development on people we were like kind of like ah, okay I guess. Kind of like, like one offs? Yeah mm-hmm. like one offs like Ada like she was just like that one character and stuff like that. Uh, I feel like with this season it it really did a whole build up to the witch queen. Like they knew what they were doing with the seasons. Like they had a whole ready thing for it. I mean, with the season of the hunt, that was the and then the fact that we were going to save Osiris for the first time, that was the moment we technically met up with Savathûn. I mean, right then and there she could have just ended us and everything, right? But she really like obviously <laughs> Because of her hive god and all that stuff, like she she has to lie, because that feeds the 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 god her god I guess or the worm. <laughs> so the fact that this whole season was just for that buildup, it, it played off really nicely for that suspense, and I feel for the story for Beyond Light, like I mean obviously right because it's Beyond Light, it's the next big DLC, and I feel like again. They, they build up these villains, and then they just, that's it. It's gone. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, here's a, a new villain with stasis, and she's gone. Right. And because, frozen
0: statue, that's it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so technically, she's not, I mean, you could say she's technically not dead. Yeah. I mean, she's just she frozen. Could, she could make a reappearance. They, yeah. they yeah. kind of yeah. left it wide open for that. Yeah. I mean, we just yeah. iced her homies. I mean, I know we did that for sure. <laughs> We yeah. saw him blow up and everything. <laughs> but this one, I mean, Aramis, she just straight up froze up. So, I mean, I can't say she's technically dead. And, you know, I don't know if you noticed, but one of the things they did is um, when they were showing her backstory on, like, you know, her home planet and stuff. Mm-hmm. There was a scene where it showed her holding out her arm while the traveler was leaving while it was abandoning her. And it I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of crazy, you know? And at the end of Beyond Light, obviously, when she starts freezing, she does that same exact pose, but she's reaching out to the darkness, and even then, it also has abandoned her. Oh. So I'm—it's gonna be a little weird to see, like, what she's gonna, how she's gonna feel with, if she does get like unfrozen, you know, like the fact, like, the darkness abandoned her and the light has abandoned her, and I feel like with Variks, I'm pretty sure he would have been like, "Look, you were just." You were going crazy. You know, it's the darkness. That's what it does. It's evil. Drunken with power. Exactly. So, I mean, I, can't, I couldn't say she was too bad of a character. I mean, I felt like, yes, she was doing a bad thing. But, I mean, she was kind of saying, like, look, man, I'm, I want to give our people power because, I mean, we're just getting taken out by Cabal and Hive. And we're just getting pushed around because we don't have anything. Right, they call us fallen because we have nothing, and we've fallen from this beautiful planet with royalty and houses to like people who are just scavenging. And I feel like hopefully in this next story, which obviously I feel is going to be really good because this is like the big build up to the next four, the next two other expansions, which is going to be Lightfall and the Final Shape, right? Because Savathun. Is the next big baddie like Oryx with the Taken. And Savathun has been in Destiny in the story and in lore for such a long time. So I hope that in the next expansion, it builds up to that, you know, hype that so it's going to be yeah. the biggest thing. So you're hoping that they of-
0: keep up with this kind of continuity between every season's story, kind of like they have with Beyond Light.
1: Exactly. And, and I'm you're hoping
0: that they don't just one off Sabathun kind of like they
1: did with Aramis? Exactly. Like, I want her to still kind of have like a presence or something like that. But I'm, um, you know, the fact that even in lore, like they, they built, they built her up. Mm-hmm. But Aramis yeah. was like, she's just here out of nowhere, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Kind of reminiscent of, um, of uh, oh. who was the big baddie when uh, in in Destiny One that we had the um, uh, the Prison of Elders that you had to get to the boss uh, from Prison of Elders that he was I... kind of at the end of the strike. I can't remember what his name was, but he was that big uh, fallen dude that you had to do at the end of the Prison of Elders. And it, um,
0: oh, I have no idea, man. Yeah, I no it
1: just goes to show. It just goes it, to show. Yeah, I mean, it,
2: he was he was memorable for that season, and then that's it. Like you, you kind of forget about him, right? But you kill him in the prison was, of elders. Yeah, you finish him <laughs> off in the prison of elders. You check that box, and then it's on to new content. What What I like about about even Destiny Two from the beginning, they were laying those seeds about Savathun like mm-hmm. with the with I O and and taken and and just. Kind of like, you know, everything has been a buildup to where we're at now. And and what I really like that they keep doing is like they keep putting you in a position where like you're starting to wonder like, are we really that good, or are right, right, we right. just kind of are we like the representation of good, or are we just kind of getting by like everyone else is? Right, the hive is getting by, and the fallen are getting by, and then now we we've actually partnered up with the fallen in. in in the uh, season of the uh, Chosen or whatever was Blyce, that? Or yeah, season season of the Splicer. Sorry, season of the Splicer. So yeah, I mean, I love what they're doing with the story. I think ever since um, Bungie kind of went on its own and, and uh, Activision kind of fall, fell off, they got a little bit more creative with the storytelling, and they were able to do a lot more with uh, with the story uh, than than in the past than they were able to. Mm-hmm. But um, I love it. I, I love everything that's 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 happening, and I'm still going through the um, like. I haven't still completed all the way through the um, the uh, season content for um, the you know the ley lines and all that stuff, right? So I have gotten. Pretty far, like I have the whole, you know, gathering of the witches and uh from there, like I don't I don't know if it's my character, like lost the quest or whatever. I, I'm doing it on one of the other characters and not the other one, but like I've kinda lost my place because you gotta gotta go do those ascendant things and then you gotta go into the shattered realm and all that stuff. And uh, I kinda gotta see where the end of the story is because I don't think I've gotten there
0: yet. No, they so the epilogue hasn't happened yet. Oh, okay, uh, so, so
2: maybe that's what it is. My character, because one of my characters is completely through, but there's nothing else going on.
0: Yeah. So now, now okay. you got all the, you got all the techions, everyone's mm-hmm. ready for the party, but we're just waiting to, uh, to free Sabathun. Um But yeah, uh, I would say I, I agree with you there, Jar. Uh, they've done a great job with the stories, uh, especially in the past four seasons. I'm happy that uh, they've they've got that kind of each each season kind of went right into the next one and they kind of kept the story going building up Sabathun. so uh, i hope that she isn't just a one off like they did Gaul and like they did Aramis um yeah. because there's so much that they can explore with that um how about how about changes to what's it called like armors um like the way that not armors but um I know that we've had changes to the meta and, and Beyond Light. What do you guys how do you guys feel about this recent change with the abilities?
1: Is this a like or a dislike for you? It's a little bit of both, cause when Stasis first came out, I feel like everyone knew that there was gonna be something broken about it. I mean the warlocks, they had the the thing like Nova Warp where basically basically you could just kill people through the wall. <laughs> and then you had the hunters with the shatter dive, which just instantly kills you. Yes. Which is not even a which is not even a super. It is just a grenade. You jump in the air and you fly at it.
0: <laughs> well, thank and- God that they removed the shoulder charges from the Titans being one hit kills because it kinda almost felt unfair that they were taking one subclasses, uh, or one classes, one hit kill ability, while keeping the others, but they they've managed to keep it, quote unquote, somewhat balanced. <laughs> yes. Well, you
2: can still do it as long as you're wearing peregrine, right? Peregrine greaves uh, will still give you that one hit kill. But it, but it does require gotta, an exotic. Yeah, you got to have an exotic. So I, I'm good with that, though. I mean, I think that um, they're they're constantly balancing that sandbox, and and look. I love the fact that they're able to do that exclusively in PvP mm-hmm. and not affect PvE and 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 still leave things in PvE kind of the same, right? Because I, I really truthfully, since they've made those ability changes, haven't played a whole lot of Crucible. Not because I'm like boycotting it or anything. I just I've been so focused on getting my character and doing grandmasters and all that stuff that the PVE side has has been taking priority. Like I haven't done trials. I know you've been uh, doing a lot more trials and have gone to Lighthouse a couple times sharp. Yep. But uh, I haven't really I haven't really spent much time. So I was telling you the other day I'd I'd like to get more into that probably towards the end of the season here in the la- next coming weeks I'll probably do some more uh, Pv- Pv- PVP stuff. Right? PVP. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah as opposed to the, the PVE, but, you know. Um, and how
0: does it how does it feel super-wise? Do you feel like you're getting your supers faster? Or are they taking longer in PVE content?
2: I mean, uh, so I'm using... It's, it's not really affecting the PVE side. Like, all these changes that they're doing haven't really done a whole lot, in my opinion, because the way that I'm setting up my characters, I have a lot of things feeding... Uh, You know, my abilities are feeding into my super. Okay. Um, So, I mean, really the build crafting thing, is is, it really makes a significant difference. If you're running uh, exotics that have synergies with your subclass and you have um, weapons that feed into that, uh, like, you know, Isoluna with... um, the Unrelenting and the uh, Headstone, I think that's amazing, right? That you can have just a legendary weapon that feels like an exotic between everything that it can do. Uh, I still haven't gotten that role, okay. but I know a couple people that have it, and I've set them up with uh, with some really massive stasis builds for for their characters, and I just see that they're shredding, you know? So um, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Well,
1: I, Honestly, I can't tell you. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jerry. Oh, sorry. My bad. Um, I was going to say, um, I know right now, um, Vaz, like how you said um, with not affecting PVE, I feel like for hunters, they have been <laughs> like, they don't, I feel like hunters, they need something because I mean, most of the time you look for an LFG, everyone's either looking for a Warlock with Well or a Titan with Bubble or the Ursa something and i feel like with hunters i feel like they nerfed them in pve because i mean i know the fact that with the the shards of galanor where it gave you that blade barrage like it would they just took it away basically in pve and pvp so it's like you can't really pop it as much anymore because i think it only gives you a little bit or like somewhat close to half it gives you
2: up to 15 50 on actually that's but that's across the board for all those exotics that generate um that generate your abilities, they, they limited them to about 50%. So you can't get more than 50%, but again, you can compensate for that. Like, and personally for the Hunter, and you know, I, I love my Hunter, right? So, uh, what they did with the, um, with the, uh, the, the boots, right? Uh, the, I actually have them on right now, which are the, um, uh, the lucky pants. I love those. Those, are nice. Those things, like they just buffed them to so much usability now. Um, you can usually use that, you know, kind of like it's a super without even having to use a super, right? You throw on Malfeasance, or you throw on um, even like if you have an officer revolver with uh, with uh, uh, fourth times a charm. Or even uh, Warple, you can do some serious damage on a boss with that thing, and uh, not even have to use your super. Hmm. So it, it's. I think it's um, for the hunter. Yeah, they're not obviously as sought after, um, but I think you can run a hunter into uh, into some content where they can throw stasis on there. And you get that focusing lens. So I hope that they keep doing stuff like the focusing lens where they have one character in one subclass feeding other characters in another subclass. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, because I feel like for me, like with for Hunters, I mean, I'm always going to love their tether. Like tether is where it's at, especially for crowd control, because that one's really good for crowd control because it slows them down. It staggers them a little bit. It blinds them. And I feel like that really pairs well, especially when it comes to like boss arenas, like especially like somewhere like an Exodus crash where in those arenas where a lot of those enemies start to pour in really fast. And if you could pop like a quick like quiver uh, and just keep throwing them everywhere, that that's great. But I feel like hopefully sooner or later, because I know they are doing of the void upgrades mm-hmm. for, or the void 2.0. For everybody, and obviously there's going to be something, right? That <laughs> that they're going to break. Like it's already enough that Axion bolts for Warlocks are just ridiculous in PvP. You're right with the with the latest changes they made to grenades. Exactly. So the fact that people are already actively using Void, not even really for Nova bomb or Nova warp, just for the the grenades because of the nothing manacles as well with the better tracking, it's it's going to be crazy because. I mean, hopefully, with hunters, they do something really good for them because I feel like I want to I want to see more stuff for LFGs. Like we we are looking for hunters because I mean, in Destiny One, you that's what you would see. Like I want Titans with either bubble or break or melting point. I need Warlocks that with self res or maybe Arc for crowd control, oh, and then also that whole thing. We need a hunter with tether, especially like in Wrath of the Machines. And any raid in general, when it was very, very like needed, because obviously at the time that was the first debuff kind of thing, you know, like right. we didn't have like a divinity or particle diffusion. And I'm just hoping that hunters get a little bit of more love in the PVE side, because I, I like to I like to see a little bit more of that in the next seasons and up up ahead.
0: I I can agree with you on that because right now it does kind of feel like the hunters are the weakest. In PVE content, when it comes to Warlocks and Titans, I mean, Warlocks have the well, and yep. then you also have the incredible stasis super for Warlocks, which are great for ad control. Then Titans have the bubble, and they also have the uh, the, the thunder crash, which yeah, with, the with, with the falling Curious, you know, that thing freaking made Titans like DPS monsters and so hunters kind of lost their reign because they they secretly nerfed celestial nighthawk. So there's one super that's now gone, you know, your golden gun doesn't do as much damage anymore. Then you have the tether is okay, but oftentimes people would rather have you know, a warlock in their in their party than another hunter. So right. I do hope that they do something for the hunters on this to to see the changes that they make to the the void subclass, kind of like you were mentioning, Jar.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- there's a lot that you can still do with the hunter, though. Like, I mean, you're absolutely right. The other ones, the 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 titan and the the warlock, get a lot more airplay. But um, again, I. I, I there's some things you can do like the the Hunter Night Stalker bottom tree. Um, with um, with I mean, it again, it's build crafting, right? But um, with the um, the Star Eater scales, that still puts out a significant amount of DPS. Of course, they they nerfed that one too, right? And you got to get more orbs in order to get that, mm-hmm. but that one puts out a chunk of DPS. Um, that you can actually uh, throw down at a boss real quick. And um, I think that, um, yeah, they, they can do more stuff. There's the little thing that you can actually do with the hunter that uh, that is pretty helpful if you're running a hunter um, with, um, with Void is uh, you can actually feed uh, the wells with that stasis mod that you can put um, that gives you... The three, uh, the three stasis wells yeah. when you drop your your super. And every time that you shoot an arrow, it actually drops three. So for every time that you shoot that thing, you actually get three stasis wells. I don't know if you've ever oh, run that. Oh, I didn't you know, know that. No. Yeah, that's a little secret uh, that's, that's out there. It's a little gem. But um, I would highly recommend you check that out on a hunter mm. next time that you're running it. And so.
0: and I know that the changes that that they made with this last 30th anniversary update that that affected not just um, I think it affected PvP a lot. I think between the three of us, I'm the one who's in PvP more than than the most. Mm-hmm. And uh, it definitely shook things up. Like the supers that used to be, uh, or the subclasses that used to be the most rocked are no longer. The case. Like, there's so many void hunters now when it used to be stasis. Like, with that shatter dive change,
2: nobody's mm-hmm.
0: rocking shatter dive in the crucible anymore. So, your chances of getting shattered over are slim to none. Uh, void Warlock has become super, super popular because of the grenade changes. Mm-hmm. And uh, Titans are about the same. Um, but it is cool to see that whenever they make these these big update changes, like, the entire meta shifts, and obviously mm-hmm. the meta's more so what's the most effective and efficient. It doesn't mean that uh, other weapons are not viable. It's just what's the thing I can kill people the easiest with and, and have a higher chance of uh, victory. And yeah, it it completely changed the game.
2: So, I like I like the fact that they're uh, focusing more on gunplay than abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't, like I said, I haven't really gotten in there since the ability changes. But uh, from our conversation, uh, anything that is focusing more on the gunplay, because I mean, Destiny has some of the sweetest gunplay in in any first-person shooter yes. that i've played 100 and being able to focus more on the gunplay i think is a good move right um you shouldn't have to clutch your your super uh, and and generate three supers in a match to dominate right uh if you're if you're able to get you know headshots off uh and and you know a couple head taps and and a couple body shots will secure the kill but um I'm happy to see that they've kind of slowed down the pace of the game with with regards to supers and that kind of stuff. I'm I'm waiting to get back in there so I can give you a much better assessment of the things. And and we will be happy to have you back, Vez. Yeah, yeah. I got to get in there some trials, man. I want to go to the lighthouse. Your eyes
0: will definitely be open to the fact that like there's only like one super a match.
2: Yeah, well, I got vex now, so now I can go grief some people <laughs> with the vex while while I still have the, the particle deconstruction uh, mod available mm-hmm. to me. So it's um, good. Yeah, yeah. I I'm, I'm, I haven't really used that in PvP, so um, I have to take that out for a spin because I got wrecked many a times <laughs> when I was still going in there <laughs> before the ability changes. So awesome.
0: Well, yeah, I think that. That is that is a lot of good stuff that we've talked about. It is starting to get a little late for me. I have to work tomorrow, unfortunately. Right.
2: But uh, any thoughts before we go? With that said, I think that a raid team is forming. Uh, so if we're wrapping this up, I'm actually probably going to jump into a Vault of Glass raid. Okay. So yeah, I, I was going to
0: say, um, closing thoughts. Anything that you'd like to close off
1: with? Who? I want better weapons, that's all I want. I want a new Time War Inspire. <laughs> that's that's my thought. <laughs> when am I going to get a new Time War Inspire with better mm-hmm. rules? Cuz I love that pulse rifle. <laughs> well, you,
0: you got till you got till Monday. Those of you who are listening to this episode, it's probably today. So grind out Iron Banner before it leaves today.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I gotta get on that. I actually haven't done it this week, but um, it's always worthwhile. Once I've hit my uh, my ability to do the grandmasters, I've kind of trailed off on doing the uh, the iron banner stuff. But um, the 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 one from the um, prophecy dungeon is really good. If you haven't gotten one of those, uh, you should definitely check it out because it's the same archetype. He's referring to the darkest before. I am great Really great Pulse Okay, we should check that one out. Well,
0: thank you guys so much for listening to us this week. It has been a pleasure. Uh, Having you two back together, having the whole gang together. Dar, we talked last week. I had so many issues with that last episode. I don't know why, but (laughs) laptop mic, and then for whatever reason, when I went to export it, half of the episode, my audio cut out. So it's just you talking to nothing. <laughs> um,
2: so last, so episode, is there is there an, a form a formal episode two or is this becoming episode two? No, this will this will <laughs> formally
0: be episode three, but uh, in the beginning stages of getting the podcast up and running, let's just say that it has not been hundred percent smooth sailing. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you everybody for bearing with us as as we're you know getting our bearings and doing our best to, to bring you a, I would say an enjoyable conversation to hear and something to make your day go a little faster and uh, yes. enjoyable. So once again, this has been Sharp. And this has
1: been Jarbarius. And Vaz
0: And if you guys want to stay in touch with us, there's a link in the show notes for our Discord Uh, We are still getting that up and running. Uh, You can find me, Sharp, at SharpValor on Twitter. And I am in our, whether we wanted it or not, Discord. Uh, Jar, where can people find
1: you? You guys can find me on Twitter, or not Twitter, Instagram, under Jarbarius, lowercase j, if you like watching memes. Um, you can also find me on Xbox console under Shadowbomb X Seven if you choose to want to add me and maybe need help with anything. And um, yeah. How about you, Vaz? Uh,
2: my gamertag is the same as Vaz, Vaz space Omega, and um, I that is my gamertag. So if you see me on Destiny and need help, I'm more than happy to help.
0: Thanks, guys. Well, you all have a lovely day.
2: All right, take it easy. Have a great one. Bye. Bon. Perfect. That was great, guys. Awesome.